Teal Boy Podcast. Back, baby. Able to turn the lights on one more week. Thanks to all of our Patreon donations. Uh, really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Carson.org. <laughs> a lot of them on there, so make sure you click the right one. There's a lot of Carson.orgs on there. Yeah. Um, Hi, Chris. We have a fun show. Hi, Carson. We got a fun show lined up. We watched um, a movie that's I've been finding really hard to spell. Descendants. <laughs> it is hard I, to spell. I, I really <laughs> don't know how there's an S. Is there a C? Are there both? Is there a T anywhere? Right. I don't know. Um, there are, yeah. There's well, a T. We, oh, wow. Not the way I spell it. Um, <laughs> what's new, Magoo? What's new, Pussycat? Nope. What's new with you? Oh. Um, Magoo. Nothing. Everything in Texas is starting to slowly open back up, which is a little scary. Because uh, I, I don't think Which it's I we're ready to yet, but that's fine. Yeah. Well. Got to do it sometime. Someone has to go to the someone has to go to the rodeo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Cact- rodeo clowns got to get back to work, and that's that's all I'll say. The cactus farmers have not been able to farm their cacti, so <laughs> they have to water them once a year. It's very very difficult. Yeah. How about you? What's up with oh. you? Um, nothing. Just. Just busy with work, kinda, um, which is good. Shout out to my job. Um, other than that, um, what have I been doing? Been listening to a lot of DeBarge, my favorite R and B soul band. Um, you can just look them up if you want. Yeah. Um, other than that, you know, not a lot's new. Nice. How could it be? It's only been how a could anything right. be new. It's only been a week, and we're still trapped at home. So. Yeah. Um, but there is something new with you. This is, this segment's called Carson Explain Yourself. Okay. Um, I saw via the Snapchat that you purchased a, uh, a superhero costume. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you're, you're an adult man. Yep. And you bought, um, a, the Flash <laughs> full-size. Yep. Costume. Let's, let's get, let's like... Pull, pull back the folds of your brain. What's going on? What inspired you? So, uh, as many people know, I am a huge Flash fan on uh, the CW, the TV show. Oh, Flash it's in called general. The Flash. But, but, yes, The Flash. Call The Flash. The Flash TV show. Very good. And I have a thing. Well, part of my little nerd collection is I like collecting small outfits if I can find them on sale. And I usually get one for like Halloween time and I'll have one. You know, I just gathered them up over time. Was this costume for Cinco de Mayo? It was not for Cinco de Mayo. Oh. I may have ran through a few people's Cinco de Mayo's parties in it, but I was running, moving so fast I couldn't tell, yeah. Do you think it makes you a faster person when you wear it? Um, do I think? Yes. Did I put it on with the boots, go outside, and attempt to run down the street to see if I felt faster? No. No, I doesn't. I, I was really out of breath. I don't get how he does it. He probably doesn't have type 5 asthma or whatever I have, so he's probably easier. Right. But but still, you know, I feel like I was moving faster. Yeah. Looks a little tight around the crotch region. It really It really is. It's cool. Like, the suit's like good quality. The only thing that sucked was the mask was ripped when I got it. So I had I had to file a thing and say, "Hey, my mask is torn in the Ooh. back." So it, like you can wear it, but it does it's supposed to connect. 
and so it tightens kind oh. of around your head and it doesn't so it just looks like I have a fat neck <laughs> so that's great so you really you had to talk to Edna Mode about that one yeah Edna Mode shout out Edna she listens to our podcast every week shout out Miss Mode um, we love you we respect you you're an icon mm-hmm. that's kind of funny how just like all superheroes are at least kind of good at sewing to start out with or they or they know someone who's incredibly good like yeah and they know someone they can trust that's really good and they can all just whip up right. a pretty good looking costume i will say that is my um, one thing about the flash tv show that kind of nips me sometimes there's always someone that can do something that definitely seems like something they shouldn't be able to do like the super scientists right. are like hey look we made this completely run proof suit so it won't burst into flames and i was like ha huh, how convenient you did that 24 hours after finding out this man had super speed that's awesome a run proof <laughs> suit yeah what a time i should uh, i'm waiting for that podcast to come out because i kind of want to rewatch the flash um but i don't want to actually rewatch it i just want to hear you describe the episode sure you know what i mean i feel you yeah because i don't well you're gonna those episodes were kind of meaty you're gonna have to wait a tiny bit because i'm doing that with one of my work friends on that episode he's me and him are rewatching the flash and I, we kind of can't get together <laughs> right. to do anything because <laughs> they're supposed to get together to uh, to record because he doesn't have like any equipment or anything to record or anything. So I was like, oh, we'll just do it together, and you know, we're kind of stranded. <laughs> but right, it's. Uh, but yeah, um, that's my explaining to do. I thought you were gonna ask me about my car. I was like, bro. <laughs> no, Carson got a Ferrari. We all know. I d- but, I didn't. You know, I wish I did. No, I didn't get a car. I lost a car. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Do you want to save it for um, crying into your pillow? No, I'll briefly just tell everyone who listens, if you are ever a rider or passenger or just saw the blue bullet in its primal form, it is no longer with us. We love it. It's It's gone. Bit the dust. It is now in the form of mm-hmm. a check for money. Oh, man. That's it. I need to just cool. look. I need a break, man. <laughs> You need to, what's your top? What's what's your favorite drive you did with your old car? Uh, it either has to be the trip, the first trip down to Texas. We stopped mm-hmm. at uh, Memphis and Graceland, which was awesome, um, and it was a really nice road. It was me and Kimberly's first road trip, so that was fun. Or getting a, the speeding ticket in Milwaukee, or not a speeding ticket, a parking Shout ticket. Out. After I told Chris, "Hey, can I park here?" and he said yes, and then I got a ticket anyway. I don't remember saying that, but Milwaukee will get you for no reason. Milwaukee sucks. Yeah. It's the worst place to park in the world. Um, anyways, that's that's fun. No, I hit Ben with my car once. That was fun. Why did you hit Ben with your car? So we were playing basketball at a friend's house, and when I pulled in and Ben threw the ball at my car, it bounced around and landed in front of my car, and then when he got in front of it, I hit a little light tap on the gas and Oof. bonked him on the ass, and he fell over. Sounds like... <laughs> He deserved it, and you're in the right. That's what I told the cops when they showed up and arrested me and put me for involuntary manslaughter. I said, look, it's not my fault that he hit his head in the concrete. Right. And died. (laughs) No, just kidding, everyone. Ben is fine. Mm -hmm. This was years ago. He's... Shout out, Ben. Shout out, Ben. Would have lost to me in fantasy basketball were that continuing. I think I'm a three-time... This is a three-peat for me. No, I don't think that's how that works. Because I have the best record on the longest winning streak in the league. You didn't win last year. Uh, so this is like a three-peat. <laughs> you didn't win last year. Opa, Michael Jordan style. 
Or should I say Scottie Pippen style, the real hero of the Chicago Bulls. Steve Kerr. I remember the six months I was alive during the Bulls dynasty. The Bull era, yeah. The latter half of 98. What a, oh man. What a time to be alive. What a great feel. Um, well enough about that. We, enough about that. We watched a little, uh, little flick this week per... Little ditty. Per Carson's request. Carson, what did we watch? We watched the Disney Channel original movie Descendants. One. Oof. Oof. Ladies and gentlemen, this flick. Oof. This flick. This you liked it. Don't say this flick. It's, this is your favorite movie. It is not. No, I no. It is not. Don't. You can like this movie. We the, can have different. The things. second one is very good. I'll just tell you that. I will say this. The end of. Well, we can talk about the end. I think the second one is probably better. It really is. We will watch that one, but we need. Uh, I gotta start at the beginning. You're, if you're reading the Bible, you don't you don't start with Deuteronomy, okay? You go to Genesis. Am I right? I don't know. Ladies don't... and gentlemen in the back, they're dead. Bible reference for all you Lutherans out there, um, or, or any religion. We support you all, especially Lutherans. Um, I'm not Lutheran, so. <laughs> <laughs> But I've known them, and they're good people. Um, so this film, Descendants, I think... So I didn't write off, like, um, a full, long review like I have before. I think we can just kind of talk through this, and let's just use the uh, the songs kind of as anchoring points. As Ooh, we I can do this one. Through the film. Um, but, so we open up... Um, what's, like, do you want to... Do you want to say what happens before the first song? It's a real world-building sort of thing. Um, yeah, so essentially, this whole world mm-hmm. that this is... So while you're listening to the story, the whole story takes place in a world where imagine all the Disney movies, uh, like the animated movies and princess movies and all that, mm-hmm. are connected. They're, they take place in a similar... Kind of think of like Once Upon a Time, it's like, where everything's connected. But, sure. Um, like and a- so, but this takes place where after Beauty... Uh, Belle and Beast get married. Mm-hmm. They connect all the kingdoms and like unite all of them, and um, they put all of the villains and bad people and uh, henchmen and all that on this island, a big, big island, away from everyone else, and they're trapped there. So yeah. they live their own little world over there and are allowed to kind of do whatever they want over there. But there's no magic allowed over there like there is in the real world. Right. So right away, I wrote down, I'm like, is is this apartheid? You know what I mean? Where you just, like, put certain people in, like, certain areas. Maybe I'm using that word wrong, but it's definitely very... I I don't think so, because I think they were all in jail. I don't think it was just like they went and grabbed a guy and were like, Hey, you bad. I think it was, like, all the villains they've defeated and thrown in jail. I know, but if a woman gives birth to a baby in prison, the baby doesn't just go That's true. Yeah, that's life. true. I That's hope true. I used the word apartheid right. It's, probably, it's a real hot button I don't think issue. you did. <laughs> but, you know, I'm trying to think. I know that's not good. It's also not good to just, like, force certain people into very restricted areas. I think that's where a lot of world complex, um, where, like, like conflicts come from. I'm sorry. Yeah. Looking up apartheid. Maybe we'll cut this <laughs> out. Um, okay, so it's... I shouldn't... <laughs> Oh, well, it's segregation on grounds of um, <sighs> of just some characteristic. Traditionally, race. It can be on other things if you specify. So this is like moral apartheid, where... Sure. 
God, I'm going to get flack for this. If anybody listened to this, <laughs> I'd be attacked. Um, but you know what I'm trying to say. I don't support any kind. Um, of course. So, yeah, it's just, like, the villains went there, but then, like, it's been 20 years or something, so, like, children are born, life goes on, and everyone's still stuck there. Right. Um, but, um... Oh, yeah, so, back to the world and what it's set up like. So, all these people now have children. So, this takes place, like, we'll say 16 years after that. 16 to 20 years after that. Yeah. When all these people have had kids, and most of them are, like, high, the ones they focus on are going to focus on are all high school age uh, juniors seniors ish now it's good to keep note that while this movie the thing that confuses me about the movie series the most is i cannot tell what kind of era it's supposed to be mimicking because you want to like so for one thing beast and bell's kid Mm -hmm. ben who we'll meet is set to become king i called him 16 years old i called him beast boy beast boy (laughs) To help me remember. All right. <laughs> so he's set to become king at the beginning. Yeah. At 16 years old. So that is a very medieval type thing. Like, you know, the king, the, the new kings used to be crowned at very young ages. But all the technology and all the references and everything that's going to happen is very 2016, 2017. So yeah, I, I think but... it's supposed to be like a mix between like, hey, we're in this fantasy medieval kind of world. But we have 3D printers and yeah, it's kind listen of, to pop music. <laughs> they're kind of blurring the lines. I think they made him 16 because this is like probably targeted at like kids in like grade school and middle school. And they're like, yeah, when I'm oh, 16, yeah. I'm like the boss. I'm out of here, man. I can drive right? a car. My older brother like, I get cigarettes. Yeah. This is awesome. I get why they're all set at that age. I just don't understand the world that they live in like imagine being 16 to me like all right son you're king now and then just being like what's your first decree and just being like shut up dad i'm gonna go play xbox with my friends oh yeah (laughs) so we kind of get so we learn and then the beast is like what's your first thing is king gonna be beast boy and he's like how about those kiddos on the prison island how about they come to school with us Mm -hmm. and then boom we're we're rocketed into the first song that I thought I liked, but then three seconds of the song passed, and I said, oh, God, I right. hate this song. I so, wrote down, Carson, I hate this song. So uh, as as someone who studies music, let me just say I loved the song's verse, the first verse. I was like, like oh, this is going to be a bop, and I was waiting for like this epic chorus. No, kind of like a get-your-head-in-the-game kind of moment, where it's like, oh, man, it's like, here we go, here we go, and then a build-up, and then a chorus is really good. And then the chorus is just awful. Like, it's just this very grungy kind of... Well, the song is called <sighs> Rotten to the Core. Classic. And they really lean heavily on the guy who says Rotten to the Core. And he's not yeah, a good singer. But no, the show... but rest in peace. Sure, yeah, rest in peace. he is dead. <laughs> yeah, that's sad, but we're yeah, not... Yeah, so... But this was 2016, so it's fine at the time. But, okay, wow, bummer. Anyways, this song sucked. Not any not any of the performers' fault. Um, but, yeah, so we get... We, we really hear this first song, Rotten to the Core, like I said, three minutes in, and we get introduced to our four main characters. Um, let me just let you... Like, how I classified these. Um, there was the girl with blue hair, a.k.a the lusty one there was the boy with long hair aka the horny dumb one there was the white haired boy who i just wrote down is just dumb 
and there was the purple-haired girl who was like the only average intelligence capable one of the group. Thoughts? All right. So the purple-haired one is Mal, the daughter of Maleficent. Very accurately described. She's the only one that could tie her shoes by herself, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Uh, the white-haired kid was uh, Carlos, the son of Cruella de Vil. Yeah. Jay was the long-haired guy who was the son of Jafar. Yeah. And Evie was the blue-haired one who was the daughter of uh, the evil queen. I like how all their names are kind of related to their parents, and then there's just Carlos. <laughs> it's just Carlos. Like, I guess it starts with a C, I guess. I guess. You could have tried a little harder. Um, right. The one thing I noticed about Jafar's son, Jay, he was really into, like, stealing stuff, which was more of an Aladdin trait. Okay, I thought the exact same thing at first, because, like, he just starts to... And, like, they say later, it's like, so each villain like main villain like uh it's like jafar and uh evil queen and all that have all moved on in this new island and like made like so there's like this big city essentially yeah and they've all like they all do a certain thing so like jafar runs a a shop like a it kind of feel like it's like a thrift shop kind of thing where he steals stuff and then sells it for like overpriced so like i get the point of yj stealing but that's the first thing i thought too is he's stealing a bunch of this stuff during the whole first song and i'm like you definitely like you got the kind of longer hair thing going, and you're doing a bunch of flips and parkour. He's definitely honky, right? He's like, you're definitely giving this a lot. You don't need to steal anything, man. You're attractive. The world will just give you stuff. You know what I mean? Right. You, I don't think you're allowed to call him attractive because I think at the time of recording, he was still under eighteen. I'm gonna be saying a lot about these kids because they were acting in a very adult manners. And yeah. listen, if you're sixteen and you're old enough to be king, um, listen, buckle up because I got. You're old enough to be sexually talked about. No, your, your <laughs> actions are able to be um, analyzed for what they are. Of course. But, um, yeah, so anyways, the three dumb kids and the smart girl, they found out that they're chosen to, um, to go to the Autobahn Academy. Okay, real quick, on that. That's not, that's not what it's called. <laughs> but uh, it's, a, it's Professor Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters. <laughs> Um, that was one of the things that bothered me about the film. Because like, not a lot bothered me about the film besides the fact that I was it was cringy. But, like, I was just so confused. It's like, so you're, the goal, goal of bringing some kids over was to start this new system of saying, kind of like what you were saying at the beginning, it's like the kids who were born haven't done anything yet. They're not evil people just because they were born. Yeah. From, so it's like, you know, we the whole premise is, well, let's give them a chance to be in our school and we'll start off with a few of them, see how it works, and then we'll integrate more, which is good. Yeah. But why do you start off with the worst I don't know, that's villains? what Beast Boy, Beast Boy said specifically. He's like, we'll take the four worst ones. Right. Maybe and it's be like, like, if it works with these, these Cracker Jacks, <laughs> it could work for anyone. And I think that... Right. Which, like, I guess, but then at the same making, point, it's like... I don't know if that's the best decision. He's making some aggressive moves. He wants he wants to start off his um his term as king with like making a statement. He's right. not none of these like wishy washy policies like his freaking dad made. Right. Um, but yeah, so we get we get the four kiddos again. Three of them are just so stupid, and the girl. And they're see, just I don't like, think the second girl's very stupid. I just she, think she's she came very. Off dit- I think really she's ditzy. Stu- Again, that's what I wrote. At the beginning of the movie, she comes off as very stupid. Um, gotcha. But, so they get sent, but before they go, Mama Mama Maleficent has a little task for the kiddos. They have to... Are you yawning? 
You don't Sorry. love this movie? <laughs> Carson, come on. Um, but, so Mama Maleficent's like, okay, you can go to the normal island, but you have to steal this wand for me. Because she is an evil wand, and if they get the good wand, she can attack everyone. So, yeah. So they're going with all ulterior motives. Gotcha. So then what? So then they hop on... They hop on the, the limo that takes them on a magic bridge. Right. Because it's only only via the magic bridge can you get to Autobahn. So... It's not... You gotta stop going at Autobahn. So sorry, they go to Cinnabon, and they, like, arrive... And they arrive at at Autobahn Preparatory Academy, which I called um, a less magic and more gay Hogwarts. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, no fight there. Um, so who do they okay. meet there? What happens when they get off the van? So they, it's Fairy Godmother right off the bat. It's like. Boom. So essentially, take every main character from like all these old movies. And just imagine they're now integrating into a new life of part medieval, part 2015 life. Mm-hmm. So Fairy Godmother's like the head of the school. It does everything and meets these, takes these villains in and is saying, here's all your stuff. They meet King Ben and his girlfriend at the time, um, Audrey. Audrey, I think. Audrey, Audrey, you're right, I'm sorry. Her, her mom's Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. So you meet Audrey and she's kind of a bitch. <laughs> She's a child, Carson. <laughs> Relax. She's one of those very... You remember that girl in high school who always wanted you to know, hey, my boyfriend's the popular one, and she would always bring it up in conversation? That's... Yeah, that was... Or at like, least the way that's portrayed in sitcoms. Yeah, that's that who we were dealing with. That was my girlfriend in high school, dude. So how about you step off? I feel like it wasn't. I was the popular one, dude. Were you? Were you? I was affable. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Who's asking I did write. I did write. Audrey sucks ass right away. We met her. Of course. I think the thing is like when you're like writing shows for like a younger audience, the characters have to be like so, like a hundred and ten percent of what they are, so you don't like miss out. Forget. There's no subtlety. Like you There's don't. Really you don't want not, a kid no. being too busy like sucking his thumb to realize that Audrey is self-absorbed and mean. Right. Um. So Audrey's there and her boyfriend Beast Boy. King Ben. Beast boy. You gotta start confusing people. I'm not gonna confuse anyone. Um, so Beast Boy introduces him. He's like, cool, have fun in the school. And they go inside. And we meet um, Doug, my favorite character. Um, Doug is the son of Dopey, the the uh, the dwarf. And um, he's kind of like, he's like a nerdy character again. Kind of over the top nerd. He's wearing glasses, obviously. What a loser. Um, but right off the bat, he's so horny for the lusty dumb girl. Who? Doug. Oh yeah, the band guy. He's 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 massive. He this wants, is the first time he's ever gotten hard. Definitely. God, gross. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, throw up. He's definitely hitting puberty at that moment. And he's he just wants like, to, man. He wants to climb um lusty girl like a tree. And if you're if you're for that, stick around because. It's gonna be a lot of that this this movie. Yeah, so they kind of get settled in and they do some brief research on the internet. No, wait, no. Lusty girl uses her magic mirror, which just tells her where everything is in the world. It's kind of overpowered. Yeah, definitely is. But she's like, "Where's the wand?" And they're like, "In a museum, two miles away." And the kids are just off. 
it's weird that they don't they let like the evil kids in but then like they're so they little don't monitor them yeah they just like run off the school ground yeah so let's fast forward a little bit because a lot of it's just filler stuff yeah um so essentially a good portion of the movie is them trying to like steal this magic wand for her mom or find out how to steal the magic wand the best way mm-hmm. and it kind of plays off the common trope of like as they're in this situation that they don't want to be in they start liking the situation they're in kind of thing so like jay and carlos join the local sports You're game which i don't so get so much oh my gosh what do you mean i'm skipping so you much talk about the museum they went to uh, get the wand. don't say it's all filler because 98 percent of this movie is filler we'd have nothing to talk about <laughs> Alright, so they go to this museum to see, to find uh, Fairy Godmother's wand, and they find out it's, like, locked, and they can't really get to it, but in the museum, it's, like, kind of, it's kind of cool to see, like, some detail thrown in there, it's just a bunch of, like, um, magic stuff that's not allowed in the world anymore, Mm -hmm. a bunch of the villain stuff, so we find, like, the spinning wheel, it's there, and Mm -hmm. Maleficent's, uh, yeah, everything. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, there's, then, like, wax figures of each of the villains for some reason. Right. Oh, is it, oh do you know who plays freaking Yeah, Christian Cherno- Maleficent? Cherno- Chernobyl. Christian Chernobyl. The freaking uh, what's her name from Wicked? I don't know. Oh, we know the, her. She's, she's, like, one of the two main girls with the Dina Menzel. Glinda. In Wicked. Glinda. Yeah. Yes. No. Christian Chenoweth. Yes. Most people yes. will associate that with something. And it's just like, look, I get... Maybe she doesn't have anything going on right now, but... They paid her a fat amount of money. She's... I don't I don't doubt she it. She was one of the... Dare I say she was the strongest part of this movie. So money well spent. But we get in... We're 27 minutes into the film now. Um, and we get another song. Um, it's called Don't We Want to Be Evil. Um, this song was totally ass. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> Not I think it's my worst. least favorite. Oh, really? Okay. I hated it. I hated it so much. But anyway, it's like Mal just like looking inward, and she's like, "Do I want to be evil? I don't know." Oh man. Oh man. You're right. Then we get to the dumb sports subplot, um, which is yeah. Pure okay, filler. so let me just get through this. There's a sport that they play, and it's like part lacrosse. Part field hockey, but incredibly violent, mm-hmm. and it's fu- which is fine. You know, if it was like okay, we'll mix field hockey and like lacrosse, it'll be a little bit of both, and it's violent, and it's like okay, that's sure, whatever. But it's weird because in the middle of this giant field, there's a, a danger zone. Yeah, that <laughs> just two people on either ends are just firing. I don't even know what it is. It looks like like arrows. Yeah, and it's obviously not real arrows because that would be, be stupid. But like, what the what the heck? <laughs> yeah, it was violent. I don't. It is don't such, it. that is such a preppy sport though, lacrosse or field hockey. It's like who right. plays that? It's I'm like, of course, I guess it's on brand for like going to like a cool private academy. I'm like, right. play golf but, or something, you know? And here's my biggest concern with the whole thing. It's like, okay, so you have all these kids from different fairy tales and all that kind of stuff going to this school and they play one other team they like in the in the game they're playing this other team yeah and they end up beating the other team 
That's a, it's a little bit later on, but still. I'm, I'm moving ahead a little bit, but we can backtrack. Okay. But they, they fight this other team later on. I want to get all the sports stuff out right away. <laughs> and they beat them. And it's like, oh, yeah, we won this. And they hold up this trophy. It's like, so you're telling me that for an entire semester, you practice this sport to play one game. <laughs> because you can't yeah. play. There's no other schools. <laughs> there must be the one other school. And they just go back was, and forth. I was trying to figure out like how what the time frame of this movie was. But, yeah, they won the field hockey tournament because jay learned to not be selfish and play as part of a team do you even call it a tournament it's just two teams I don't. maybe they could they joined the last game of the season just one right um uh, but um what else um so this is kind of now i'm off track anyway so we just kind of get some more subplots here there's the one of um the fairy godmother's daughter who thinks she's ugly which seems just Disney doesn't hire any ugly people to be in their movies ever, so right. I'm like, you That's know... That's why uh, Arwen from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was such a beefcake. Honestly, I've written some salacious fan fiction about Arwen <laughs> and Mr. Mosby. Um, oh man, so two of those guys in one room. Yeah, they scissor, it's awesome. Anyways, um, <laughs> so anyways, there's like the subplot of the fairy godmother's daughter, Jane, she's like, I'm ugly and then smart girl mal is like i'll fix your hair with a spell so oh yeah mal just has a spell book that just can do a bunch of little things whatever <laughs> random shit it's, they're mostly cosmetic whatever the things. plot yeah whatever the plot requires honestly so she helps her out with her hair mulan's daughter um lonnie came in oh my god so, so i love she's in i'll say this a little spoiler she's in the second one uh-huh as more of a featured character and she's one of my favorite characters in the second one but I can never take her seriously because her freaking name is Lonnie. I groaned audibly when she said, Hi, my name is Lonnie. And I'm like, God, Mulan's daughter. And she's like, um, yeah, Mulan's daughter. Ever heard of her? I was I'm like, like oh we my get God. it. Again, they have to be so like forced with everything so right? the kids don't miss it. Ben's the only one, the King Ben is the only one who's like, I guess the only thing their connection with is B. So it's kind of just like there. And then Carlos, it's like, I guess, Corella Deville and... Carlos both have C in their name, I guess. Like, <laughs> those are the only semi-normal names in this whole thing. Everything else has to do with the parents, and I'm just like, God, right. so annoyed. Speaking of Carlos, his only like plot arc was, um, like we said, Jay learned to be a team player. He's fixed. He's a good boy now. Carlos was just afraid of dogs, but then he met one <laughs> dog and became not afraid instantly. And you're like, right. okay, Carlos, forget about him for the rest of this movie. He's just gonna take care of this dog <laughs> he's actually fine um but yeah we start telling these kids aren't really that bad um but the next major plot point is they have to like get close to the wand at the ceremony so they can steal it and be the, the crowning of king ben ceremony crowning of beast boy right and he's like it's just the only one's closer my parents me and my girlfriend which is so dumb why it's just because it's like, look, if you were married or, like, engaged, that makes sense. But why does it matter who you're dating at the point gets to stand up to you when you're crowned king you, of your kingdom? You need arm candy, dude. I guess. You think Jason Statham would show up to the premiere of Hobbs and Shaw without a woman on his arm? Are you insane? You know what you're I mean? You're right. I do, I do normally compare Be King Ben from Descendants to Jason Statham. <laughs> They're both ripped. <laughs> so, anyways, um, Mal's like, aha, well, I'll be his girlfriend they make um a love potion in a cookie 
anyways, he eats it, and um, he gets like 2,000% horny about it, <laughs> and he sings a song with maybe... After they win the thing. Yeah. So he sings a song with probably the most obvious like voice double I've ever heard. Like, the, so, the singing voice? Are you going to blow my mind and tell me it was actually him? It is actually him. No! I don't yeah, believe you. It, it is. so, so different. The first time I heard, I heard the movie, that was my first thought. I was like, oh, this is some Zac Efron shit here. <laughs> and so, like, a guy, we got through the whole movie, and I looked it up afterwards. I was like, all right, I'm, I just need to know. And it is actually him. But I don't believe it. we're not the only people who thought it, because it's like a whole thread online. It's like, you know, was it someone else? It's like, no, it's actually him. But that just means it's so horribly... Auto-tune. It just doesn't fit. It just doesn't. Yeah, it just is auto tuned the hell. He has a song. He has like a small part in the second movie. Um, oh, good. Only a small part. Yeah, like right well, he's in the movie a lot, but he has a small singing part. Like oh, it doesn't do it. much. But it's like a, a clip in a really good song where he sings, and it sounds so much better for a second. And then he sings his little middle bit, and it's just, it literally just sounds like some Jason Derulo like intro. Uh, and he's so auto tuned. I'm like, oh my gosh. That honestly took me out of the movie. I was enthralled. I was knuckle deep in this film, but then he started. To don't sing. even don't say that. Don't say what? That was enthralled with the film. Don't say knuckle deep. Why I was? That you you gotta stop. No. Anyway, she sings a stupid. It's like a song saying how much he loves this girl, and everyone just thinks it's normal and fine. Right. So we start dating Mal, and then Audrey's like, "Oh, you're not my boyfriend, and now I'm dating Prince Charming's son. So suck on Who, that, Chad." Chad. They just picked the douchiest name for like Chad a douche character. Arming. Yeah, which is Chad an, Charming. Which was another plot point because Lusty Girl was hot for Chad, but that's not gonna happen. But then Mal's like, actually, Lusty Girl, you're smart and you don't need Chad. And then she's like, oh yeah, I'll shack up with Doug now. Yes. Um. That's her whole side plot is. She's, she just is, oh, I want Chad. Oh, I'll be smart. Oh, I am smart. I don't want, I don't need Chad. I got Doug. <laughs> Doggy. Teach me how to doggy. Um, so then Beast Boy and Mal go on a date, just so deep in the woods, alarmingly deep and away from civilization. So bad things right. could have happened. I was concerned for them. Me too. But, um, so they go deep into the woods, um... Even, like, at the beginning of the date, um, Beast Boy is already, like, a lot less horny than he was. Because he was, like, over the moon in love with her. But that might just be the potion wearing off. Because then he's like, right. oh, I just kind of like you now. Right. Um, but, so they're on a date. They meet at, like, a cool little, like, pond in the woods. And um, another another crappy song comes in at the hour 12 minute mark. Can you believe we're over halfway through this film? Right, right. Um, it's I called it the confused girl song. Thoughts? He, that sums it up pretty much every think of think of a uh, Gabrielle's song in high school musical one mm-hmm. after Troy's like, Oh, I wanna play basketball and they trick him into saying he just wants to play basketball. Oh. And shit. Like every Disney Channel movie where the girl just has this big empowering like, what am I gonna do where it marks like that, hey, we're we're about to get the final finale song <laughs> after right. this. Listen, yeah, boys much. and girls get confused, but only girls sing about it. It's true. And, Very uh, true. <laughs> and you can quote me on that. Um, so, 
also during the song, she just used a lot of like clips from ten minutes earlier in the movie. Yeah. Which I thought was lazy editing, but yep. we can yep. talk to Kenny Ortega about that. <laughs> so then we get back and there's the classic gag where they try and video call their parents and their parents so they don't know how to video call. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. That was kind of relatable. Right, right. I giggled. That's awesome. This is right. good writing. Good classic writing. Um, so anyways, the parents are kind of tools to their kids, and the kids are feeling more conflicted than ever. They're like, should we be bad, or should I be a good little chap? Ugh. Pretty much. <laughs> and then we get to the coronation scene. The, the ending. No, first scene. there's a tea party. Oh, I completely forgot about the tea party scene, to be you honest with you. forgot about the awful acapella version of Be Our Guest that Bro, made me want to f- jump out my window. I thought that was fine. I wanted to jump out my one-story window. I think you should. I, well, I gotta take the screen off. Um, <laughs> and again, this, this movie introduces the, uh, the one other sport they play, which is croquet. And I'm like playing crotchet and lacrosse. I'm like this. Are, I'm like these are the two least popular sports in the world. Right. I need. I need a lobotomy. Is what I said. Right. Right. Um. But like at this scene, we get like Audrey's grandma, aka Sleeping Beauty's mom, right. who sees Mal, and Maleficent made th- that grandma fall asleep for a long time, mm-hmm. just like you're about to do. Because you're yawning. Bro, um, it's been a long day. <laughs> long day of sitting inside, am I right? No. Um, so, you know, long day of running around the neighborhood in my Flash costume, am I right, fellas? <laughs> the reverse Flash was there. But anyway, the grandma has, like, some PTSD about villains. And this, like, triggers a whole thing where um, just all the good people are like, yeah, villains suck, and you kids should fall in a well and die. Pretty much. Which is, Pocahontas straight up said that to... Uh, to Carlos, she's like fall in a well and die, which I thought was <laughs> tasteful. Um, and this is kind of where we get to like understand we're like, wait, maybe the good people are the villains, right? I guess I think that. No, I don't think it's maybe the good people are the villain. I think it's it's supposed to be that moment that maybe it shows maybe the villain. Maybe you're not born a villain. Uh, maybe good people who are born good people can still be bad, and bad people who are born good or born bad can still be good. Real nurture versus nature argument. Yeah. Also, um, Fairy Godmother's daughter, Jane, is just a bad kid now. She's like, I don't care that you fixed my hair, Maleficent. Go suck an egg. Yeah, and pretty then, much. And then Mal just makes her hair back to the normal haircut, which doesn't look that bad, but everyone I, Yeah, it. I just have a problem with it. Okay, now now we're at the coronation. Carson, take us home. Alright, so here's... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to semi-speed through this, but it's going to take it a minute. Don't skip um, any details, baby. I'm, I'm trying not to, but my, all my crap is dying. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Okay, so first off, they're riding into the coronation. Mal is with King Ben, or to be King Ben, Beast Boy. Thank you. And they're riding, and they're kind of talking or whatever, and he mentions just, like, casually that she had put a spell on the cookie that he ate, and she's like, wait, you knew? He's like, yeah, I knew. Uh, she's like, well, so when did it wear off? He goes, well, when we went swimming in the Enchanted Lake. It's like, all right, cool. That's a, that's a thing. Oof. And, it's, and then, it's, and then so, it's just like, yeah. And then she's like, so you've been faking it? And he's like, 
no, who said I was faking it? I'm so I'm already like, for you. Right. I didn't have to fake anything. I'm like, all right, jeez. I was like, all right, so there's that. So they get to the coronation, and they walk up, and, you know, Belle is being nice to Mal. Beast is kind of just be like, okay, you know, whatever. So they get in, they walk into the coronation, and she's, like, freaking out because she's like, oh, I'm supposed to steal this wand from my mom. Like, what do I do? So I'm going to skip to the point where they're about to coronate King Ben. Yep. She's standing right there, and it's like, oh, I could reach out and grab the wand. Like, I'm about to do it, and it cuts, and it keeps coming back and forth. Like, oh, is she going to do it? Is she going to do it? And all of a sudden, the wand gets stolen. <gasps> And it starts messing up, but you don't see who's holding it, and it shoots a blast uh-huh. and hits the evil island barrier so that it's breaking, not all the way, but just slightly. Uh-huh. So Maleficent can use her powers just to get out. Just a woman-sized hole. Just a nice <laughs> woman hole in the barrier, you know what I mean? <laughs> so Maleficent uses her powers and gets out. Then we find out it's not Maleficent control or uh, Mal controlling it. It's Fairy Godmother's daughter. Who wants to use the wand to be... Because, again, she's just the ugliest piece of trash you've ever seen. Right? And I'm like, look, you're not. Like, what the hell? But here's my biggest issue with this plot is she grabs the wand, Uh and it shoots off a beam that destroys the thing, as if holding the wand would be like an Infinity Gauntlet-style thing where you couldn't control it. But in the next five minutes, we see two other people who have never held that wand hold that wand, and Uh it doesn't just do a random beam that hits the exact spot to keep the plot going. But Maleficent, was, Mal knows how magic works. She's fine. Yeah, I guess, but but still, I think it was very coincidental. So anyway, she does that, and the Maleficent comes flying in, and she gets the wand, and she's like, oh, rawr, I'm gonna kill everyone, and then Mal takes the wand back. And she's Ooh, like, no, sorry, you're not Mom. gonna do that. We're gonna be good, and they have this big, what you think we battle, she turns into a dragon, and it looks terrible. Obviously, I get that Disney Channel CGI effects have always never been great. If you've seen uh-huh. Minutemen, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I haven't seen Minutemen in 20 years. <laughs> but I just it was just to the point where you were like, this dragon looks so stupid. Right. And then they have this big thing where it's like, oh, it's going to be a fight. And then they have this staring contest where their eyes both glow green and Mal wins. And then well, her she, mom she turns says into, a spell. Oh, she yeah. She says, and then they four hearts a, together, see you never something like that exactly. and then her mom turns into this very tiny lizard and the excuse they give is she turned into the size of love in her heart and I immediately like you could ask him like, we were sitting here I was like that's gay <laughs> then she puts her mom in a little box mm-hmm. and then she's like we're all gonna be good and they're all like yeah I think we should all be good and then and everyone's then they bust into their ending song it's an amazing Maybe my favorite song. Um, I think it was, and I think that's Kenny Ortega at his finest. Kenny Ortega, just like a classic, all in this together style. With great choreography. Just kids dancing on like the pavilion of Hogwarts, or sorry, the Cinnabon Academy for Wayward Boys. And they're just like dancing and having fun, doing just like, listen, these kids are horny. Right. These dance, those (laughs) dancers... Those dance moves showed me anything. Um, and then the, the cool part that cliffs you off at the end is, you know, at one point the camera's panning up against Mal and now King Ben, and they're like holding arm in arm or whatever, and all of a sudden Mal's voiceover starts going, you didn't think it was over, and she turns around and goes, did you? And her eyes glow green. And I gotta say, as much as this movie was kind of hard to get through at times, 
I liked it. I thought the ending was kind of cool. Like, yeah, obviously, like I didn't need a second one of these movies, but like just the way she looked back and like the way the voiceover worked, I thought it was funny. I was right. like, oh, like the Hulk. right. Also, I'll they say, just started. Doo, 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 doo. Doo, doo, doo. Listen, Mal and Beast Boy kept almost kissing during the song, and they never did. Right. What's hornier than that? <laughs> I'm serious. Someone get get these kids, like, lock them in a room and let them work out whatever they're going through because it's not <laughs> healthy to keep it pent up. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. These, I gotcha. These kids are out of control. They're going to burn down the school if left to their own devices. Um, Alrighty. So as internet is down on everything else and my phone is hitting 5%, let's do a quick give me an out of 10 phone. score. I mean, I have my headphones plugged into it. Remember, the stupid iPhones don't have multiple plugs oh now. Oh, my God. I know. Out. out of ten, you say your score first. Uh, I give it a five. Oof. Like I didn't think it was a terrible like because I the whole time you have to keep in mind like it's a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. Like it's not geared to me. It's geared to younger kids. So I was kind of like okay. So I I thought it was fine, but I wouldn't have asked for a second one. Um, I will say I enjoyed My Dog the Thief more than this movie. Oh my god, I that was really no way. I watched Barabbas 2 because I loved that movie. My um, Dog the Thief, no way. I give this movie a 3 out of 10. Alrighty, um, fair enough. Favorite song, quick, what was it? The ending. The ending song. I liked yeah. um, Confused Girl song. Yeah, that was a good one too. The last two songs are pretty much the only good ones in the, the show. Also, I liked when they were in the kitchen and they were like banging on pots and pans. You know what I mean? At the golf club. And nope, they were that's like, the wrong movie. And they got all their kids to work at the same golf club. Nope, that's the wrong movie. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, so I will say, we probably won't go into it, but if you want to watch Descendants 2, me and Kimberly watched it, it's so much better. Oh, man, you guys got a little Descendants marathon. Bro, China Ann McLean's in it, and she freaking slays. Listen, we all know how the Teal Boys feel about China Ann McLean. We don't oh, need... Yeah. We're China addicts over here, we right? We are China and give her an Oscar already, you know what I mean? Um, so definitely check out the second one. Maybe we'll briefly talk about it next episode. You can, what'd you think? Uh... You can tell me what happened. All right, I will. I don't want to watch it. I want to watch another movie about a dog for the 60s. Oh. All right, we'll pick another thing to watch for the next episode, and we'll let you know. Oh, I got a request, actually. <gasps> okay. Denied. Someone wanted so next someone... episode, we're watching That Darn Cat. About <laughs> Miss Sorry, what were you saying? Someone told us we should watch the last Airbender movie. Ugh. <laughs> I haven't seen it since the first time. I watched it once, and I haven't watched it since. Okay, I'm the same way. That could be fun. All right, we'll do All that right. next week we'll or watch it. eventually. Right. Uh, send me hey, send me car ideas because I'm getting a new car and I need to know some ideas. So send me your car ideas. How about a Volkswagen? Beetle. Hell yeah. GW. Um, send Chris nude photos of uh. Careful. Of Rupert Grint from Harry Potter. Okay, but only when he was legally of age, please. I don't need the police at my door again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will talk to you, uh, Teal Heads. I don't know what we're calling our fan, our teal, five fans. Teal. Hey, gotta start <laughs> somewhere. It's true. We will see. Justin Bieber once had five fans, so. And now he has 50. Look at the growth. <laughs> we'll talk to you, Teal Head, your, your head boys, your. Nope. Anyways, <laughs> talk to you later. Deuces. Bye.